right, guys. You know what it is. It's the holiday season. So we need you all to treat each other with love and respect. Buy each other gifts. Let's start up a secret Santa. Fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore. It's the end of the year. I'm still trying to pot process 2020 and 2023 is rolling around the corner. Fuck me. Uh, we got a show, man. This is about as live as it's ever been other than when we've had to do this live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because even then we prepped shit. Rumi literally wrote me yesterday and was like, hey, can you record tomorrow? Which is yeah. very unlike us. <laughs> and I'm crazy sick. So I was like, hey, I don't know. Let me see what time I wake up. We'll do something at some point. Then I'm like hoping to sleep in. Kent's daycare calls is like, we're fucking closed today. I was like, A, thank you for waking me up early on my one day off in the last thousand years. Two, thank you for waking me up to tell me that my sick day will now be spent taking care of my loud ass obnoxious kid. <laughs> um, then I like at the yeah. end of the day I had to run back to school and Rumi's like, hey, you ready to record? And I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> ah, fuck. Um, Give me 45 I minutes. I've been working in Savannah for the past three months. I've been driving home to Atlanta, which is a four hour drive every weekend because somebody put it this way. And I was like, fuck. They're like, every week you're, you have a two year old daughter. Every two weeks you're not home. That's a 1% of her life you've missed. I'm like, oh, oh fuck. What fuck. asshole told you that? My roommate who has a, he's a father of like three kids and he, he will literally like, if you, Wrap at five thirty in the morning. He's in the car driving back to Atlanta. He lives really close to me, and it's like, well, shit. I don't want to look like an asshole, Dad. I better better get on that. And it's just like I I like being around my kids, so it's like, yeah, I'll get home and do that shit. But it's like, yeah, that's that's a crazy statistic. And also, like, look, no offense to any of our Savannah listeners, but Savannah smells bad. <laughs> and there's a train that drives through, and 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 two toots like every fucking time it passes an intersection which is it's a city so <laughs> like every 20 feet so it's just like toot, 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 real loud all the time and then like twice a day the tide goes out and it smells like dying fucking porta potties like if porta potties were alive living creatures and you slaughtered them like a porta potty rotted yes yes but but like not just one i'm talking like a battlefield i'm talking like some game of thrones level battle of the porta potty bastards. worth of porta potty yes it was a porta potty holocaust and they fucking just are dying in some field in savannah and that's what it smells like twice a day when the tide goes out um it's a college town so other than that you know pretty cool but fuck i'd rather come home kate's like we'll come down and see you i'm like no don't because i everywhere i'd want to take you i can't bring a kid like this this awesome vinyl bar i found yeah i can't take a kid there oh this cool restaurant that like i had to get on a waiting list for but like snuck in through the back door with our with our locations manager no i can't take a kid there so it's like no i just want to come home <laughs> i also love the idea of kate and sammy in the car for four fucking hours and they get there and they're like hi hi it smells like <laughs> shit. <laughs> My kid is just now understanding. It's stinky. Like Daddy I put poo poo. <laughs> I put Mexican food on her plate tonight. We did tacos, and she was like, "It's stinky, poopy, poopy." And I'm like, "No, I'm obviously not trying to feed you poop, kid." Uh, anyway, happy holidays, motherfuckers. Let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, all 
All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I am Matt. As best as you're, as best you're going to get tonight. I love it, dude. It's good to see you. It's been way too long. I've been too fucking busy. You've been too fucking busy. Yeah, I feel like we haven't recorded. Well, we recorded, we recorded the episode with uh, Michael Nathanson. Yeah, for that, that was super podcast. fun. Hey, yeah. I hope you guys checked out his podcast. That you know, that always makes us feel good when people are like, yeah, uh, I listened to these two idiots talk about dicks and pizza and Spider-Man shit. So I thought I'd check out your podcast. I hope he got that like nonstop. I hope. I hope most of his audience was like, "Yeah, we're Launchpad Podcast stands." So uh, here we are, I guess. Well, like clearly they were trying to plug his po- po- his podcast and promote it, and they did not have time to like vet and cross check the people that he was going to talk to because I know they didn't listen to Arja. <laughs> I know they weren't like he wasn't like, "Ah, oh, let me talk to those Dick Pizza guys." <laughs> Although he fit in, if you guys haven't listened to our episode with his. With him, you definitely should. It's the last episode that we released. Uh, Michael Nathanson. Yeah, and that was fun. He was, he's an actor. He's a nerd. He's got his own podcast. But like, it's cool when we have a guest on and they're on our level. You know what I mean? Like, Not to say that we're any higher or lower than anybody, but like, when you have someone on that only knows one note or only is familiar with their thing, but like, he clearly had so many references, movies, and comic books, and he was passionate about it, too. Yeah. And we've talked to fans, creators, randos. Like, we love to talk to those people. And that, like, that's always the best. Because it, it's, it's like even he said, it, it's not, it doesn't feel like an interview. It just turns into a discussion. Just turns into, yeah. yeah. We were supposed to be talking about people who died in movies, and we ended up talking about Harry Potter for 20 minutes. So, you know, like, you know, that, that's all when you know you found a fan is when it's like, it doesn't matter where the conversation goes as long as everybody's like really passionate and excited about it. Uh, let's plug it. His podcast is called Playing Dead. You can find it on like Apple and Spotify and all that shit. But he interviews famous people and uh, producers and directors who did famous death scenes. So fucking cool. Um, yeah. I got another shout out. I got to give a shout out, man. Um, I got hit up by one of our listeners. Uh, it was more about like VFX and stuff because that's what I do. But uh, Jamie Maximoff uh, hit me up and said that he listened to the show. So big shout out. Thanks, man. Thanks for hitting us up. Uh, we love hearing from our fans. Uh, if I didn't say it earlier, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website, launchpadpod.com, and we're on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for reaching out, Jamie. We appreciate hearing from you. Um, he's got a, a big TikTok, tick, TikTok uh, channel going on where he does a bunch of like. How work. old are you that you're yeah. confusing big time social media with mints that old people eat? Like <laughs> he's got a big tick tick. What a Tic Tac collection? Was yeah, that what I, I admit that I'm not even fully sure what TikTok <laughs> is. Like, I know it's a platform and there's little videos, but I don't know if that's just a point or if that's one part of it, but I at least know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> we admitted we didn't do any research for this, but I know that. <laughs> no, I checked out stuff. He does like Marvel edits and, uh, you know, cool stuff, man. Cool. So, yeah, check that out. Um, what are we today, man? I mean, I got. I've had like almost zero time to watch anything, and I've watched two things. One was a TV series, and one was a movie. I finally got Andor under my belt, but we can't talk about Andor yet. No, we can't do it without Kyle. I also I, I, haven't I, finished I, yet. Kyle Akahoshi is not here, so we cannot talk about Andor. You haven't finished it, dude? How many have you been? How many uh, have you watched? Th- two, three. Okay. Uh, enough to tell you, don't spoil anything, but enough to tell you that I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. I'm, there's things in it that I'm not in love with, but... Overall, I like the vibe. I like the feel. I like the tone, yeah. and I like, I like that it's a part of that universe that we haven't seen, and we've seen a lot of the universe. But this is easily my like favorite it. Star Wars thing to happen. So many people are saying that, yeah. and people like you, whose opinion 
you know, like there's so many people who like that was a good movie. Oh, I'll check it out because you said that. But when you say it's something good, yeah. even though you and I don't always agree, if there's something in it that you liked, it's worth checking out. You know what Here, I mean? Here's something I will say, and it's not a spoiler. The first not- two episodes are boring as shit. Like, and for a show, for me to be like, I dislike your first two episodes, but I stuck with it so that we mm-hmm. could have an episode. And then to have the show turn itself around so hard that I'm like, look, fuck those first two episodes. I don't think they even should be in the series. From episode three to the end, you turned it around so hard. It's my favorite Star Wars thing to be created since the Mm -hmm. originals. As an adult, this is the best Star Wars thing I've seen. One of those episodes, I think, is one of the best written pieces of television or whatever you're calling streaming bullshit these days that I've seen in a long time. Like, not only does it have multiple scenes that are just stunningly written, multiple like uh, monologues by characters that you're just like, oh my God, you're just stabbing me in the heart. I thought it was brilliant. So, uh, yeah, we'll Is, get in. Was your favorite turnaround the episode where Andor gets in his Aztec and runs over the gangster who's about to shoot his partner in the street? <laughs> That's from Breaking Bad. I That's know. That's the best reference. My brain is so fucking muddled. I was trying so hard to come up with a topical, funny TV reference to make. And that's as, that's, I'm telling you all right now, if you want to listen for the rest of the episode to listen to Rumi's jokes, it's probably worth it. Probably worth it. This, this is as all good I got. as you're going to get tonight. Breaking Bad. <laughs> I, I mean, if you want, I'll just go into why I don't like that show. Uh, <laughs> no, but I watched Barbarian, man. Barbarians. Which, yeah. Uh, Barbarian. Sorry. Singular Barbarian. That's the sequel is Barbarians. Uh, I just watched Barbarian uh, from 2022, which I had heard tons of good stuff about. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I love it. And they're like, don't, don't know anything going into it. So I was yeah, like, same. and do, yeah. were you clean going in? Because I was too. Completely clean glowing going in. So now I feel like a, such a hypocrite because I'm like, guys, you got to go in clean. But here we are. And here's here an I episode am. where I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you all about it. So if you haven't seen Barbarians and you're like, Barbarian. Sorry, barbarian. Barbarian. Sorry, Barbarian. If you haven't seen Bar- The Barbarian. <laughs> That'll be the like 2048 remake, The Barbarian. Um, if you haven't seen Barbarian and you don't want spoilers, I guess this episode's a fucking bust. <laughs> well, pause right now. Go watch that shit. I think it was on HBO Max like a, a week or two ago. I don't know if it still is. Go do that and come back. Hurry up. We'll wait for you. Tick, tock, we'll tick, wait. Tick, yeah, yeah. Tick, tick, tick. You watched Here's it? Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Tick, tock, tick, tock. That's that social media thing again. There it is again. Coming up to bite me in the ass. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. You did? I, and I watched it clean and I loved it. Um, loved it? Really? Yeah. So that's, it's a movie. We can, you guys have all finished it by now, right? We told you to go watch it. You watched it. Um, t- for me, it's like people under the stairs where it's like a nightmare movie because like any nightmare that I've had is not really completely based in reality. It starts real and then some weird shit happens. And like people under the stairs is it, like, it could be a real story. It could happen, I guess. But then it just gets fucking ludicrous where it wouldn't. Yeah. But it could. It's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. werewolf. It's not Pennywise. But like it's people trapped in some weird ass fucking people's house and they end up having weird groundling people crawling out of the walls and shit at the end. All that could happen. It's not so far fetched, but it's just so fucking bonkers. And this movie, like again, you could argue that a lot of this stuff couldn't happen, but like it could. And it makes sense. And it's just one of those things where like at any given moment, those protagonists could be like, how the fuck is this happening to me? And I think that's a very um, interesting subgenre, I guess, in my own head. I haven't had a movie make me squirm in a long time. And this is the this is a movie that 
the you first... don't watch enough hentai, my friend. <laughs> is, is hentai is hentai on a screen as well, or just in a book? Uh, like the difference between anime and and manga. Uh, you're gonna have to go on Tic Tac for that, man. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're look have that Tic Tac. That yeah, you're I don't want that on my search history. <laughs> um, um, fucking wacky. So so here, get this. Hear me out. The first twenty minutes of this movie. I was squirming in my seats because they knew they knew the trope of the shot they were setting up. So a uh, brief, brief rundown of it. This woman shows up at this house in the middle of the night and she's like, I booked this house on Airbnb. The creepy scars guard is there who we know is Pennywise the clown. Yeah. And he's like, weird. Me too. And you're like, get the fuck out of there. And she's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. And I'm it's gonna go really in. well done where really it's like well just done. creepy enough. And she goes in anyway. This movie keeps doing these things where she's like, well, I guess I'm going to stay here. And he's like, I'll sleep on the couch. You can sleep in the bed. She's like, okay, I guess I'm staying here. And I'm like, get the fuck out. What are you doing? (laughs) And then he's like, he's not a creepo, right? Like the movie does not play him out to be a creepo. However, but they're setting him up to be one. Yeah. Yeah. You're suspecting something and you don't suspect her. You suspect him. He starts playing it up where he's like, hey, I made you some tea. Oh, you know what? I just realized you might think I'm trying to poison your tea. So, oh, sorry. I guess I shouldn't have done that. Hey, I have this bottle of wine. Do you want to open it? I'll open it in front of you so you see that I'm not like poisoning your wine. She's like, I guess. I'm like, stop it. No. (laughs) Yeah. And like they keep doing this shit where she keeps, it just keeps getting more and more ludicrous to the point that you're like, I'd be the fuck out of there immediately. I would have been like, I'm finding a hotel. This is terrible. And then the morning comes and you're like, oh, I guess he wasn't a psychopath. And he's like, okay, I'll see you later. I, this was a wacky experience. He has right? a night terror, doesn't he? Or he's cr- crying in there's his a, sleep there's and a she looks out. There's a creepy moment where she wakes up, she hears him screaming, and her bedroom door is open. And you're like, oh, fuck. And they did this perfectly. She walks out. He's screaming on the couch. Behind her, to no fanfare, no violin screeching, no horrible slamming noises, the door in the deep, deep background to the basement closes just silently. But I caught it and I went, ah, get the fuck out, screaming. <laughs> the morning comes. They're like, ah, that was a wacky adventure. He leaves. And she's like, well, I guess I'm going to pack up and leave, too. She goes to her interview and she's like, well, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to pack up. I'm going to leave this place. And just as she's about to leave, she looks at the basement door because there's no toilet paper. And she's like, oh, there's toilet paper down here. No, don't go down in the basement. <laughs> I'm squirming in my seat. She goes down in the basement, finds the toilet paper. She's about to go back. The door closed and she's like, ah, oh, I'm trapped in here. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. She's screwing around in the basement, finds a secret door in the basement that opens up into a creepy hallway. And she's like, well, I guess I'm going to go down this hallway. And she, <laughs> with no lights, no phone, she's trapped in the basement. She's going to go down this creepy hallway through a door she opened. This is the first 20 minutes of the movie. So she leans a mirror against a chair to bounce some light down the hallway. She goes in and finds a... Which I was like, that's pretty smart and innovative. <gasps> but no, that is... No. She, that's like when... I, like. There's been a time before where I balanced a chair on top of two other chairs because I didn't have a ladder. <laughs> That's innovative, but not what no. I should have been doing. <laughs> she goes down the hallway and finds a room that obviously was used as some sort of awful rape dungeon. Awful, like horrible With place. With a camera there's, and there's a dirty a video bed. Camera. And there's, they did I think this shot. Red on the wall. There's a bloody handprint on the wall. They did this shot where she, the, it's a long shot. In the foreground is her in the room looking at this horrible thing and in the background of the shot is the long hallway with the door open. And you as a moviegoer, like, I've seen this a million times. The door is going to close. And so you're squirming in your seat, just mm-hmm. waiting for that door to close, because that's what happens in horror movies. 
door doesn't close. You're like, fuck, this thing kept making me scream at the TV. How many times have you screamed at a television roomie? Like out loud, you've been like, don't go with that ghost lady. You're not hot enough for this. Like there's been a million times. Like, tell me, how many times have you screamed at, at a TV screen? Um, verbally, unless I'm trying to make myself laugh, zero. But I know <laughs> like the squirming is real. And I got to tell you, you know what it is? It's like... A, a, Movies don't make me physically react very often, especially in a scary situation like a jump scare. I honestly could not tell you the last time a jump scare actually made me jump. But there are times where an effective jump scare happens. And like in my mind, I jump. Does that make sense? Like my body doesn't jump, yeah. but I am like, oh, you got me. I wasn't expecting that. But I, I don't physically react. And you're right. This movie was really good. With that, I, I was uncomfortable at times. You know what I mean? Like Squirming conversations, you. like you said, with Scarsgar, there were conversations and parts of the conversation where you were in my mind. You're right. I was screaming, get out of there. And then she's in this hallway and you are like, I've seen this movie a thousand times. I, I couldn't tell you exactly what's going to happen. It could be the door closes. It could be someone else is down there. It could be this is whatever. But like, I know something's going to happen. And they did a great job of playing on that. And actually, I remember looking at that movie. Someone said, you should watch it. And I pulled it up. I was like, ugh, a horror movie with Skarsgård. Come on. Like, again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But How it many- was great. Ca- I mean, that mm-hmm. I don't know if they did that specifically on purpose. I would have to think so. But you're not supposed to fucking truck that, trust that actor. Because no. he's done so many sketchy other things. You're supposed yes. to be like, I'm on to you. I know you didn't really book that Airbnb. Something's <laughs> up here. A hundred percent. Then she finds another secret door at the back of the hallway that leads to stairwells into a deeper portion of this cavernous whatever. Now it looks like show. a cave, right? Yeah. Like it looks more like a cave, that and hallway. She, she goes down there a little bit and finds like dog cages that obviously didn't have dogs in them. <laughs> and you're like, oh God, get out. You're screaming. And she runs up and Skarsgård is at the window. He's like, you're locked in. Oh, that's crazy. I'll get you out. And she gets out and she's telling him like, oh, my God, there's like a dungeon down there. You got to We got to get out. We got to get out. I'm leaving. He's like, no, what what are you talking about? And the second he started gaslighting her, I was like, no, he's bad. Don't go down there. He's like, like, come on, let's go check it out. And she does the first smart thing where she's like, no, you go check it out. I'll go check it out. You stay here. That's fine. (laughs) And he goes down there and she's waiting and she's waiting and she's waiting. She's like, well, I guess I better go find him. I'm like, stop it. This is 20 minutes into the fucking movie. She goes down. She goes down into the deeper place. She's looking for him. She's looking for him. He comes running. I was like, there's something down here. And I'm like, he's the villain. Get the fuck out. He's going to grab you and bash your head in. And just when he grabs her screaming, something comes out of the darkness, grabs him and bashes his head in. And then it cuts to black. And I was like, this movie ended. This would be phenomenal. This is like, (laughs) yeah, right, right, right. I'm not even mad if this movie's 20 minutes long. This is, I I hadn't been so uncomfortable in a movie in a long time. And then like everybody says, you have to go in blind. You have to go in blind because of the big spoiler that Justin Long's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I re- it was one of those. <clears throat> my disbelief has just been suspended so hard. I was so invested that when Justin Long shows up in the next scene, I was like, oh, fuck. I remember seeing him like there was a picture of him when I looked up movie times or whatever, and I knew he was in it. But once I had started watching it, completely forgot, completely forgot, completely didn't remember it. Um, And then he shows up and he's driving in his car. Right. And he's singing and he gets a call 
and he gets a call that's saying, hey, the show that you wrote or produced or whatever, it might have to be put on hiatus or you might get kicked off because you're getting accused of something by one of the actresses or a he's, girl. He, yeah, he's getting me too. And, and he's like, like, and he's like, he seems like perplexed. He's like, what? What, what, did he, what did she say? And he calls like the studio or whatever and the studio kind of puts the wall up and is like, listen, we're not really allowed to talk about it, but you need to lawyer up and uh, don't expect to be on this project. Yeah. And he's like, what? So he gets, you know, it, 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 and it's played from an extremely sympathetic angle. You all know Justin Long. He's not really a threatening, scary guy. Yeah, they you don't cast it, the nicest. You cast the nicest guy. Right. Yeah, like they don't right? say what he did, but they kind of allege that it involved a girl, and she's making accusations. So you're assuming it's a Me Too type of thing. And he clearly is not like a big muckety muck. He's not like a, a head honcho, fat cat guy. So you're like, what? What? And he's claiming it's all false. And he's like, wait a minute, is this so and so? Is this about so and so? can I talk to her? Can I, can I, can I hear what this is? And they're like, no, just, you know, get your lawyer and shit. So he goes to talk to his lawyer and his lawyer's like, even if this is false, even if you're clear, even if you're cleared of all this, it's going to hit you financially. You need to start liquidating. And he says, I got a house in Detroit, which is where the last fucking scene took place. And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. I'll go, I'll go liquidate that. I'll go figure it out. And everyone he interacts with is like, you scumbag. And he's like, oh man. So he shows up, and he's kind of an asshole, but like you don't know, you're, you're still on the fence about him. And they have and they do wade into it, like that that mm-hmm. whole first thing. He's whatever. Then he gets to the house and he's talking, like he's like the fucking door is open and the window's broken and this is this and he's yelling at the people, kind of a talking dick to about the people. It, yeah. He's a little bit of a dick on it, but also and, you kind of relate because he's being accused of something. So far, we're not sure what to think about that. He walks into this house that he's been renting out. And it's not in the condition it was supposed to be. And there's not supposed to be people there. There's people there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's aware that somebody was there that's not supposed because he's like, somebody has their bags here. They found their bags. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, come on out. I'll stab you assholes or whatever. And then you see him go to a bar and he's talking to like a friend from the area. And the guy's like, dude, you got to tell me the truth. You got to tell me the truth. And he's like, look, it took some convincing. But like, that's kind of where they leave it. It was like. Right. So now he looks. They've they've cast a lot more shade on him, yeah. but it is not black and white. You don't really know what to think. But now you're thinking, OK, maybe I should have less sympathy for him than I did right? in the first. And again, this movie is doing a great job of like pushing your vision through this frame. You know, they first wanted you to not trust Skarsgård and you didn't. Then shit, you didn't know what to think for a minute. Now they introduce you to this guy and he seems like no problem. And now he's starting to be like, wait a minute, is he? Is he yeah. some sort of creepo? Is something is this, going yeah. on with him? What is happening here? So then he gets back to the house. He's trashed. He he calls the the girl who he's not supposed to call the actress. Oh yeah, and leaves. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry if if I made you feel this way. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, yeah, breaks all the rules. Shouldn't do that. Wakes up the next morning, trash, puking, and he goes down in the basement and finds the secret room. And and he's like. What the fuck? Jackpot. And he starts like typing in like Oh, cuz cuz he's trying to sell the house. Yeah, he's like he's like how do I count uh subterranean rooms as square footage? <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, this guy's a dumbass." And so he's down in the dungeon, completely oblivious to the video cameras, the bloody hamper. Yeah, doesn't care about cages. any of that. He's just measuring everything with with um with measuring tape. And then out of the darkness, this creepy thing grabs him, drags him down a hallway, throws him in a pit, and we find the woman from the beginning of the movie and she's still alive so you're like oh shit like oh shit and she's like 
you have to play along. If you have to play along, if you don't play, and we along, really there's no there's no direct indicator of the passage of time. We don't yeah. know if it's been a day or three days or three months since the last time we've seen yeah. her. And this 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 actress Tess, uh, her name's Georgina Campbell, and she does a great job. Like I buy everything. She mm. sold me on the tension. She sold me on the stress. She sold me on everything. She she did fantastically in this movie. So they're trapped in this pit. And the creature that's kidnapped them, I mean, it's like Castle Freak, man. Like it's, it, it's that's what I was thinking too when I first saw it. It's a fucking like inbred seven monster. foot tall, topless woman. Yeah. Naked lady who uh just wants to baby them, literally. So like and we find there's like a we yeah. find a room that apparently she's living in. I think Justin Long finds it first, but like he's what there's a video on a loop. That's like a breastfeeding instruction video for yep, mothers. For mothers. And immediately I saw that and I was like, oh man, they would this is Chekhov's breastfeeding instruction video. This, this is, is not gonna go well. No. And this creature lowers a bottle down to him and Tess, the the woman, immediately drinks from the bottle. And he's like, No, no. And the creature jumps down. It's not a creature, it's a human being. It's a deformed, like inbred human being. Jumps down, and we find out that yeah. story through some flashbacks that happen yeah. throughout the movie. And again, it never tells you, so it just a scene will start, and you'll be like, "That car looks old." Then you see the neighborhood, and you're like, "That neighborhood is the same neighborhood we've been in, but it's not in disrepair. Yeah. It's a nicer looking neighborhood." So you keep jumping back and forth, and they're only giving you tidbits, and it's it's very much like I'm telling you the pieces I want you to know right now. Then you get hip to it, and you start to put the pieces together. It hits you in like 20 minutes spurts. So you got the first 20 minutes between Tess and, and uh, Skarsgård and it goes to black. Then you have 20 minutes of uh, Justin Long. And when he gets dragged away and she's like freaking out, it goes to black again. And you're like, what is this movie doing? And then it jumps in the past and suddenly the, the neighborhood, which we've seen is a, a fucking hellhole, is now like pristine. It's a little company town. And this creepy guy who you've seen in Mandy, Richard Brake, he's... um. He is like, you know, a classic creepy looking dude. He's He's been in Mandy. Um, he was in. It's hard to be. Like, it's sad to be prejudiced. But when you see a guy that looks like that, unless he I mean, he's got to try. But you see a guy looking like that and uh, pretty much no matter what he does, you're like bad guy. Bad right. Guy. Like it's, at least yeah. in a movie, like maybe we saw him in Ralph's. You wouldn't be suspicious. But like you see him in a movie, and you're like, definitely. I mean, granted, this isn't a children's movie. And we know that by this point. You know, this isn't an action film. We know that by this point. But you're immediately like, this is a bad guy. I like. Although, that being said, we've thought that about two other guys. We've been wrong about two other guys so far in this movie, right? Yeah, exactly. But this guy is bad. He's stalking a woman. He dresses up as a, as a repairman, sneaks in her home and unlocks the windows. He's buying, like, um, at-home birth kits and stuff, trying to, like, rubber sheets and, and like, digging tools. Because you know he's building these fucking captivity dungeons to keep women in and breed with them to have creepy incest babies like when when that like and it's not graphic but they put the story to like you know what he's doing right 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 and and we follow him for 20 minutes as he stalks this woman and then drags her down to the basement slams the door and then it cuts back to justin long being forced breastfed by the inbred monster holy fucking shit the girl escapes she escapes into fucking a derelict part of Detroit calls the cops and the cops show up and it's the most frustrating part of the movie because they're like you're a yeah. crackhead they just think she's a crackhead yeah. and they don't believe her and she's like there's people dying in there they're like whatever crackhead bye 
like we'll arrest you and she's like no i need you to help me and like she's like i have to save this guy and us as the audience is like ah you know what he's yeah probably, maybe not probably don't need to save him he's yeah you know what at this point if he dies and you get out i'll take my losses like fine yeah. i don't need to i don't need to see his redemption arc at this point but she goes back down there and distracts the creature the the I keep calling it a creature, which is terrible because this movie is one of the only movies where the monster isn't a monster. It's just somebody who like doesn't know better, you know, which is wild, right? Well, that's what Frankenstein was. That's what right. Creature, I mean, think about that's that's a monster trope, right? But but I it's, um, we it's not a creature. Seen one, it's a human. We haven't in, seen in, one in a while. Like yeah. That. yeah, that's like oh my god, the, this is the most sympathetic thing in the movie, and the barbarians. The barbarians of the movie aren't the thing that lives in the basement right it's the men in the movie which before somebody goes eh, blah, 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 i'm a man and i'm mad about it. you said that don't worry about it <laughs> justin long escapes and he's going down the hallway and he finds he goes further down the hall deeper 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 and he finds this creepy room with the the guy the 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 kidnappist rapist guy in there but he's super old and you're like bedridden bedridden and we Get know who out. it is at that point yeah. right we know it's him but we know yeah. justin long doesn't know the flashbacks we just saw where <sighs> we know he created this stuff so we know he's down there because he wants to be and or because thinks, of a relationship yeah. he has got with the with the creature lady he but thinks justin long thinks it's another there, yeah. victim and he's like i'm gonna help you out of here and 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 there's this moment where he's having this stare off with him because justin long's trying to help him like, I can get you out of here. Let me try and help you get you out of here. And the guy's like, you know, give me something on my nightstand. Give me something on my nightstand. They're doing it again where you're like, no, get out. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out. <don't>... <laughs> and he's like, well, you want some water, man? Here's some water. And he's like, ah, man, nah, nah, nah. and you're like, he's, he's getting a knife. He's getting a gun. He's getting a weapon. He's going to kill you. And he pushes the nightstand next to him. And you're like, nah. no, no. <laughs> Justin Long's looking around. He finds a videotape that's like redhead Walmart parking lot. And he pops mm-hmm. it in and you realize that it's a this guy's been chronicling his horror show that he's been having out in this basement and Justin Long turns around like you monster and I thought this was the most brilliant part of this movie because in that moment there are two men who have done similar things now Justin Long isn't dragging women down to a basement keeping them captive forever but he's still a rapist the old man is the monster that Justin Long easily could be if he let if he just kept going down the same path but that's not the crux yet. Later on, Justin says, am I just a good person who did a bad thing? Right, right. But that moment where they stare at each other, it's like it, it's it's the thin line that separated what Justin Long did versus what this guy's done or the big line, depending on how it works out. But I was like, that's a brilliant moment to really, really show, show the stark contrast of that and still say, yeah, but did they do the same thing? And people could order argue the black and white or argue the gray area but he's still a rapist and it is really great because this movie what the movie's doing is great because it really puts you on a ride right i guess one way to look at filmmaking i won't even say the best way but one way is that you're on a ride right it could be a pleasant ride it could be a scary ride it could be a mystery ride it could be a nostalgic ride whatever this movie really is like one of those roller coasters that has hard turns because like you know what I mean? You, ever, you know, like literally, you ever been on a roller coaster where all of a sudden it cuts and you like, like, uh, really hit that side? It's like scars, scar, 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 scar. He's a victim, and you're like, what? And you get pulled to the side. Then it's like Justin Long. Oh, he's just a cuddly guy. Don't worry about him. Oh, he's being wrongfully accused. God, ah, there's truth to it, and you get jerked to the side. 
Then he meets this monster, and you're like, wait, I don't, who do I, who am I rooting for? Because doesn't the guy pull a gun on him? Yeah, he pulls a gun on him, and you're like, oh, yeah. But then you're oh, like, shit. do I want him to shoot or not? And like, you don't even really have time to really think about it, but it puts you in that position of, wait a minute, who am I for in this? Like, what do I want to even happen? Because I've already written off Justin Long when the woman was like, uh, and she had the opportunity. I was like, leave him behind. Right. But now he's <laughs> had, he has a gun pulled on him. I'm like, well, shit, do it. Like, ah, fuck. Well, the old guy kills himself. And Justin Long takes the gun and starts to escape. And meanwhile, Tess, the girl, she's looking for Justin Long. They're trying to, you know, in these tunnels, escape the 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 monster human, the castle freak in the in the tunnels. And Justin Long accidentally shoots Tess, mm-hmm. shoots her in the gut. And you're like, fuck this guy. And he he feels bad about it. But you're like, God damn it, dude. He gets her out of the house and they're and they're they're basically now in the neighborhood and Castle Freak is chasing them. And that's another part that to me feels like a nightmare. It's like a part in a video game where you pass a certain point where you think the threat has stopped because so far castle freak has stayed in the house if i'm not mistaken we've seen castle freak in the window trying to trying to get tess as she escapes it's but the castle freak stays in the house so you i think part of you thinks and the movie leads you to believe that castle freak's domain is that those caves and it stays there you don't think that she's going to come out of the house then when these two characters escape and she's chasing them outside the house it's like extra terror because you're like, I didn't know you had that ability. I didn't know that was in the script. And I know that I've had dreams where I thought I was safe. And then the thing that whatever it was is now in that realm. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the rules are now. You know? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, this movie didn't watch any of the Amityvilles because the second you leave the house, they're safe, right? Poltergeist, <laughs> you leave and it's fine right. until Poltergeist 2. But like, it's it getting out of the house is what makes you safe. Nope, this movie's like fuck that, and they're they're stuck there. And this homeless guy, uh, he helps him out. He's like, no, don't worry about. It. She's never messed with me. We have an understanding. She's never messed with me, which just makes it that more surreal. Because why would a homeless guy know about that and know into? He says details were like you you know that he's either in on it or involved with it or had experience because he knows what they are going through. And you're like, how the fuck do you know all of that shit? This. If you're if you're camping, if you're a camper and you're like, if you live in a certain area, you're like, well, no, I, it doesn't even have to be. You don't even have to be in an extreme situation. Living in my neighborhood, I know I shouldn't take this route because traffic's always bad. This is a better example. I know I don't go over here because it, it, this is, this is, traffic's going to suck. If I go over this way, I'm going to be hounded by uh, religious people with flyers at the grocery store. So I don't go to that grocery store. This guy obviously has an understanding of his derelict street that he's been living on well at, i can't go over here because castle freak will get me and i can't go over here because the cops mm-hmm. will hassle me and i can't go over here because the drug pushers control that area like he knows the layout of the land even though that's like a subverted version of how we understand or navigate a city he like understands his little dere- derelict neighborhood that he's living in and he's like won't mess with me during that that moment justin long has this like am i a bad person who just did a am i a bad person or am i a good person who did a bad thing and that's the crux of the film and i think at that moment you're like oh maybe i feel bad for justin long and it's like damn it move me like movie make up a make, give me a decision like tell me what am i supposed to feel tell me movie and you're like that's actually really smart because it's never this but it's never black and white nobody tells right, you right. how to feel luckily the movie's not going to let me down 
The second the homeless guy says she's not coming in here, he gets fucking Sam Jackson a la Deep Blue Sea, where she just <laughs> comes to the wall and like rips him out and kills him. And Tess is still bleeding from the gut. Justin Long still has the gun. They're climbing up to the top of this fucking tower. It's fucking, it's just, it's a great, really tense scene. They're on top of this, like, I don't know, gas tower, water tower. It's like a gas tower, water tower, but like a yeah. big fat cylinder with a rounded top, like a dome top, right? It looks like half of a Tic Tac. <laughs> the fuck is with you at Tic Tacs tonight? You now, just to it. clarify, everybody who has not seen the movie, if you're visualizing every scene that we're describing, he does mean the Tic Tac like the candy, the mint. He is talking about it. Don't really envision half of a social media platform. <laughs> and they're on the top of it, and he's like, you're hurt. I have the gun. We'll distract her, and we'll get away. And he basically shoves this woman and shoves Tess off the top of it. And you're like, okay, thank God this movie made a decision for me, because otherwise, like, we don't know how to feel about this. Or maybe we do, but, like, they left it so gray area. But now he's like, he basically threw her off the roof. Um, because he knew that she, the the creature would try to save her as a mom yeah. and they'd both go over and he would be left alone on the thing safe. Yeah. Right. That's what his thought is. And, right. um, he, he th throws Tess off castle freak jumps after her being like, mommy, ah, trying to save her, like catches her on the way down physically impossible, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. It's not what Batman movies have, and Spider-Man movies yeah. and every other movie have shown me. I know. Anyway, uh, they I like that you're like, wait a minute, Barbarian. Uh, there's something going on here that I don't think would be actually happening in real life. Anyway, they land together. Justin Long sees them both down on the ground. Fucking splat. He goes down there and Castle Freak jumps up, grabs his face and crushes his head in like an amazing. Wait, doesn't he go over to Tess and apologize to her? Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah, he yeah. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did that, but I thought I had a chance. Yeah. Isn't Tess still alive? Tess is still alive, but she's hurt real bad. And but like, like, he goes over and feels again. He feels bad and is apologizing yeah. to her. And then Castle Freak yeah. is like, "No, yeah." Castle Freak's like, "No." Smushes his head in fucking like Jason smishing eyes. It's great. It's, good. it's a good head squish. And then Castle Freak bends down to Tess and is like, "Baby, baby," and you're like, "Oh my god, she just wants something to love." And Tess is like, "I'm sorry, mommy." <laughs> Shoots her, blows her brains out. Fucking gnarly, gnarly. And then she gets up and walks away. Again, I don't buy that part, but you know what, movie? You did good enough that I'll give I'll give you that. You can walk away into the sunset. But my mind is also like laughing because it's like now she's in like shit Detroit and like has to like walk like in my mind. She looks more crackhead than ever. Ever, yeah. With a bullet wound. Like I watched uh Black Hawk Down. That's my mind of what like she has to do now is like march out of <laughs> horror show Detroit. Um <laughs> Mogadishu. <laughs> fucking Detroit. great movie. Like, good horror yeah. movie. You know, not supernatural. Honestly, really well crafted and pretty damn effective. I, I think the end might have gone a little over the top, mm -hmm. but in a way that I like. Um, and, and yeah, just, man, the, but the first 20 minutes, though, I thought were almost genius. Like, that's some of the best. Agreed, agreed. But like you said, the rest of the movie was so good, though, even though it changed lanes hard, yeah. like it yeah, changed yeah. tracks to a different movie, it did it well. And that movie was well done and well told. Told yeah. I didn't necessarily miss the first movie. Like there's plenty of movies where once they hit that line and they change tracks, even if they do a good job, I'm like, well, I still prefer the first movie. Yeah. I don't know if I prefer like there, you could have made an hour and a half movie out of we both had this Airbnb 
who who's right, who's wrong. And you could throw plenty of twists and turns in there. It didn't involve secret cavern with incest giant Amazon baby. But <laughs> yeah. um, it was it was just so good. And I it's interesting. I didn't think about this, but like how many different I don't even mean rewatches. How many different horror movies do you think either of us have seen in our life? Ranging from shitty to like the fucking exorcist. I, I'm Hundreds? looking at like I'm looking at like seven full shelves of DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. Like thousands? A thousand? I, yeah. I don't even know what the number would be. But like there's so many tropes and so many different ways you can make a horror movie. I would think that people like me and you, I'm not gonna say we're authorities, but we're pretty fucking well versed. When we're 20 minutes in and we literally have zero clue where we're going in a good way then you're doing a good job telling that story if that's where you want me to be and i'm sure those filmmakers were like we want you to be like what the fuck it's a very much and i recently watched psycho again and it's like to to, to think about watching that movie when it came out and marion crane dying in the first reel you're like what the fuck is this movie going to be about then and that's such an upending experience that for certain genres, like it shouldn't happen in a kid's movie, shouldn't really happen in a romance movie. And not that it couldn't, but in a horror movie, it makes sense in the realm, <coughs> excuse me, in the realm of what we're, where we are. But in this kind of movie where the, like, it really puts you in the tone and the mood and the situation, because none of the people in that movie knew what the fuck was going on either. So at any given point, you are like, where is this going? It just feeds into the confusion and the twists and turns of the film. I loved it. I thought it was so good. And when you when you can craft that tension and hold it and break it at certain pieces to give a little bit of release without feeling without making me feel like you're manipulating me or jipping me, I was good. I loved it. I like it's one of those movies I'll be excited to rewatch it because now it's like when you go on a roller coaster that you've never been on before, even if you see it from the outside, but especially if you don't. You don't know about the drops. You don't know about the turns. You don't know about the tunnels. Once you've done it once, you're like, okay, let me try that again. And it is a different experience. I feel like this movie will be the same. Well, here's what this movie did that I think it had a benefit of thousands of horror movies before it. And it it almost had a benefit where it made a different movie and they watched it and go, here's what I'm thinking right now. Because when you write something, it's hard to envision. You know what you think you're going to see, which makes you think something. You as a audience member though when you see the trope of well obviously this Skarsgård kid is the creepy bad guy mm-hmm. well obviously if you are holding this shot on a door this long the door is going to close right like they knew what you thought was going to happen and that takes a level of self-awareness when creating it that i think a lot of people don't get because they don't create it for the edit they create it to be edited as sure, opposed sure. to the ability to say, we're going to hold on the shot for too long. And most editors will be like, we're holding on the shot too long. You go, no, 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 no. The audience thinks the door is going to close. The audience thinks this is going to happen. And I'm going to defy their expectations. And how you don't fall into that trap repeatedly to give me 20 full minutes of just defying my expectations to the point that I'm like squirming in my seat. Like, mm. I'll say this movie, like you said, gave me the, the, the I'm scared in my head. This is as scared as I've been at a movie in a long time, just by the craft of it. Just like, oh my God, get the fuck out of there. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not turning on all the lights running upstairs real fast, but like, you know, it, it, it it did its job well. And I felt, I felt what it was trying to make me feel, which I think was just tension, tension, tension. And I was just like, this is great. 
I haven't had that in a long time. And then it switches gears and you're like, what? What the fuck is this movie doing? And I think it did that really well. So then the faults, I think, get paved over with how well it 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 started that. And like I said, if you gave me those first 20 minutes and rolled credits, I don't think I'd be mad at it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel a little gypped that I signed on for a movie, but oh, if if like I had paid feature. money, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. Well, no, pay I mean, money. like even like if I went to the to the theater or didn't know the runtime beforehand, I'd be like, wait a minute, I thought this was a movie, but the experience I had, I couldn't, I couldn't bitch about it. it was so this director, you know what else he's done? Do you know uh, what his a couple pick? episodes of Sesame Street. <laughs> no, well, close. The whitest kids, you know. This is he, he directed. I'm 50, not familiar with that. <laughs> I know a, it's a show, right? It's a it's a um it's a sketch comedy show. Yeah. The, the whitest kids you know he directed 53 episodes. So this is Damn. another instance of a comedian doing horror, which Nope. Oh, that was a movie up. too. Yeah. You saw nope, I didn't right? see Nope yet. I saw Up and I saw what was the other one? Us? Us. It was Us and Get Out. <coughs> oh, Get Out. Yeah. What did I say? Nope, Us. Oh, I said Up, not Up. Up, up, up's a horror movie too. It's an old yeah. man. Well, I mean, old man kidnaps a kid, but instead of burying him underground for the rape dungeon, he takes him up in the sky with a bunch of balloons. Yeah, Jordan Peele, director. Jordan Peele, director of Up, Nope, Us, and Get Out. He's just writing a sentence. Yeah, his his movie. That's almost gonna... dumber than confusing Tic Tac and Tic Tac. <laughs> right. I... <laughs> oh man. Um, but I I watched Nope. I I did watch Nope. Um. I liked Nope. I didn't love Nope. Like again, ah, great movie, perfectly fine, nothing wrong with it. But it'll be um, hard for him to hit that same note of Get Out. Get Out was so good; it was well made. I think the fact, like, nothing against him, but nobody expected Jordan Peele, who we know for comedy, to do such a cool, poignant, um, uh, uh like a horror movie that's making a statement without bashing you over the head with it, making it relatable to people of all races, right? Theoretically. Um, I think we like, there was a lot in that movie done well. And I, yeah. I don't know that he's going to like, it's almost like M night Shyamalan. He, you know, he made the first one so good. I don't know that you like, and he made some shitty movies after that. Let's not, let's not gild that Lily, but he like, you're never going to get six Sense again. You know what I mean? Never. Six Sense is one of the best horror movies. One of the best horror movie twists of all time. It's a damn good movie too. I don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on on that movie, but yeah, poor M Night M Night is like, hey, I got some other ideas, and like, but what's the twist, brah? And he's like, well, I just uh, I just want to make a regular movie. He's now. like, I was gonna make a regular movie this time, and they're like, fuck you, no twist, no movie, and he's like, okay, it's so like, like, okay, make the same movie, but set it in the 1500s, but then at the end they find out it wasn't really the 1500s. Fine, fine, okay, we got some aliens. And they're going to abduct everybody. It looks really grim, but then they're allergic to water or some shit. Did you? So I thought that movie was good until signs? that point. Yeah, Signs until was great that until point. that point. Yeah. You, you and I were talking about uh, alien abduction movies the other day. Oh, fucking communion. Yeah. A friend of mine, a, I just made friends with this girl, and she's like, oh, you like weird, stupid, scary movies? Have you seen Communion with Christopher Walken? And I was like, Communion with Christopher Walken? Yeah. And again, I know a lot of movies that I haven't even seen. I was like, no, she's like, it's an alien movie from, I think the eighties or nineties where like he gets abducted and probed and all this weird shit happens. And she it's described probed. a couple scenes. She describes a couple scenes. It was making absolutely no mark on me. I was like, I can't remember the poster. I can't remember seeing a clip of it. Can't remember hearing about it. 
and I watched it. Fuck. I mean, we should do an episode about it or an episode of like include that. I'm not going to get, I don't want to get into it now. Cause I feel like this could just be our barbarian episode, even yeah. though I didn't want to say anything at the time, but at the intro of this episode, you were leaning really into happy holidays and Merry Christmas and shit. Now everyone's like, Where's all the horror movie about Christmas and shit? I was oh. seriously going to talk about Scrooge for 20 minutes, but Barbarian took the cake. Hey, guys, this is our Barbarian episode. I'll just, uh, I would say I'd edit that shit out at the front, but we all know that this is as live as you're getting. So happy holidays. Jingle I think we put bells. together an episode. You guys are entertained, right? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, but but uh, what I wanted to say about the the, the genre of it is is... I guess we should just do an alien abduction one, but I was just saying the the genre is a hard one to do because they've all been done and like they aren't satisfying as an ending. You know what they should do is they should do a movie that subverts your expectations of an alien abduction movie. So like they get him on the plane on the on the plane, they get him on the spaceship and he's laying down booty up and they come <laughs> over with the probe and he discovers a secret door and he goes in and he sees an alien sex dungeon and he's like, oh shit. But then he sees another door behind that and he opens up that. And then there's a cave and he's like, oh, I saw a barbarian. I'm not going down there. <laughs> I'll take the probe. Thank you. <laughs> and then they're like, no, 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 dude, you had colon cancer. We just removed that shit. You're all good now. Bye. Wouldn't that be awesome what? if all the alien probings that have happened, they were just helping people out that didn't know they had rectal problems. <laughs> I honestly, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk about this for alien stuff. But watching that movie, I was like, "This is the umpteenth alien abduction." Aliens came down and probed me. And the thing that got me thinking is there is a scene in that movie where a bunch of people who think they've been abducted or probed or whatever are in like a support group, and they're talking about it. And I remember, like, oh yeah, they came to learn from us. They said I was their new god. Each person had a different weird take. But I just remember thinking, like, first of all, what are they going to learn from us if this is a species? That has traveled so far and not to think that we're the biggest fish in the entire sea of the known or unknown universe. But like, why would someone else, another race, come all this way to study us? And if they're going to study us, the best thing they can do is shove shit in us. Like if we found a new animal, that's not how we would study it. Right. I mean, maybe they have better techniques than we do. And it evolves up the booty hole. But I don't think that doesn't make sense to me. Also, wouldn't they be sticking shit up everything's booty holes? Like rabbits, ducks, trees, everything would be getting probe, probe, probe. Why would they just probe us? Because we're in charge of the planet, you know? It's a I good doubt point. that. It's a good point. Um, I now we have to do this this episode because I have so much to say in response to that. So we'll just have to um Well also I have a whole list of really good topics that I want to tell you, but one that I just thought while watch while talking about barbarian is I've been super pleasantly surprised in the last, let's say five years by multiple movies that I knew zip nothing about. And a couple more that I knew the tagline or the one liner about the movie. That's all I knew. And I love watching movies like that. Even if I end up not liking the movie, I love not knowing shit about it. And I think in the case of Barbarian, it only makes it better. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how you write a two or three sentence summary to adequately prepare an audience for that movie. Yeah. But there's been yeah. so many other movies that I've known, like the following. I love that movie. And you could write, you could write a succinct summary for that movie. 
I knew literally nothing about it other than it was supposed to be a horror movie. And I loved it because I had no expectations. I had no, um, I had no inkling. I just think that was cool. I can't think of the right word, but just no what, clue. What is the following that, that weird one about the, it, it's like the STD. Yeah. The humpable yeah. disease. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that I liked that movie a lot. I thought it was really well done. I liked all the acting. I liked a lot of the choices, kind of like what you said, the, the last scene or two, the climax, I guess it was a little far fetched compared to the rest of the film, but like fucking whatever you bop that balloon up so many times that yeah. I was happy with that. You know, I give, I give following credit. I, I think it was too long, way too long, but I give it lots of credit for being really, really well, well put together. And, and you're right. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, I have a lot of movies on my list right now that I need to see like horror movies that I haven't seen in a while. And, um, because I saw Black Phone and I really liked that. I went in mm. completely blind and I was like, oh, this is this was really well done, really cool. Uh, we could talk about that in another episode. Um, but Barbarian was by far like the one that you're like, man, that was good. That was really good. And and dark too, in a way that, that worked. Um, I hope to God that there is someone who is not familiar with the movie Barbarian at all. Listen to the beginning of this episode where you kept calling it Barbarians. I wish that they stopped our episode, watched a different film called Barbarians, and then started listening to our show. And it's like, what What the fuck are they talking about the whole time? <laughs> but I, maybe hopefully Barbarians is just close enough that that person doesn't realize that we're not talking about the same movie that they watched. A dinner party in a country house that sees four friends come together for a birthday celebration, but as the night progresses, secrets emerge of unsettling events begin to unfold around them. And uh, it's 2021 Barbarians, and it has um, one of these actors, uh, Ewan Rayon, who played uh, shithead Ramsey from Game of Thrones. So already here's an actor who you're like, this is a bad guy. And like it has all these other people in here. Like, so I wonder, like it already has an actor who you're like, bad guy, bad guy already. I know this guy's going to be a bad guy. I wonder what this is going to happen. I wonder what's so the best. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody. I'm trying to turn the mics off for my coughs, but I'm hoping there's also listeners who do the reverse, who turn our episode off and are like, all right, let me get into this episode. Let me get into this barbarian movie, barbarians movie. And they start playing that barbarians and they're like, all right. When is Skarsgård going to show up at this dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Oh, Oh my God. Ah, no, this is going to be good. This is going to be good, man. Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. I think, I think we had a good year for horror overall. Uh, I I agree. Whole whole list of stuff I need to still see. Still haven't watched Terrifier 2, but luckily I don't have to like go in blind. I know it's about a clown that kills people brutally. Pretty pretty sold on that. That's already mm. uh, I know what that is. I don't need to really go in blind. Um, but there's some, some, you know there's a couple of them. There's a handful of them that I really want to see. So very exciting. There's a couple of Santa horror films coming out this month. A like this bunch. Week. And I just watched I watched two in the last couple of days. What would you watch? The Nutcracker Massacre. Okay. R- recommend. <laughs> um i'd like i want to i want to try to get a copy for us to review but I, i'll talk about that more in depth later uh he knows What's not that? bad nutcracker massacre this cover looks awesome i guarantee you this movie it's is not that awesome but it's better than i thought it would be and it's one of those movies that y- you know my my standard is always would i buy it and if i will buy a movie at this point it was worth watching for sure like it was actually more than worth watching because even Barbarian, 
I don't know if I bought, I would buy, like, I wouldn't buy a Barbarian unless it had great special features or it was on, like, a decent sale. Because I don't know if I need to own that, own that. The Nutcracker had one scene that I need to have on DVD. The rest of the movie, take or leave. But there's one scene where I need to have that. Um, He Knows does not have a good cover, but you said, eh? It's not bad. It's interesting. Okay. Well, uh, interesting is giving it more credit than it deserves. He Knows is fine. It would have been better for shitty movie than watching it by myself. But it had some decent special effects, actually done by a guy who I used to work with on Grimm. Um, it decent special effects, a decent enough premise that they then stray from two or three times where you're like, wait a minute, but you told me that this was that. And they're like, well, don't worry about that. And they're like, it was James. And you're like, who the fuck is James? I literally <laughs> don't recognize his face and I don't remember the name. But like, fucking who cares? Whatever. It's fine. Um Real low budge, though. I'm looking at this. The behind yeah, the yeah. scenes, like when I know the camera is only worth three thousand dollars that you shot like, this on. I watched two terrible Thanksgiving movies that were yeah. terrible, terrible. Ugh. This was not like th- those two were unwatchable. I would not tell you to watch those, even in a group for Shitty Movie Sunday. These two that I just mentioned for Christmas, definitely Shitty Movie Sunday material. Easy, no problem, I and mean, enjoyable that way. I'm excited for Violent Night, the David Harbour Killer Santa Fuck Claus. Fuck yeah, movie. and no one else here is. I'm dying to go. Damn, uh, I'm really excited for it. And then the other one, what is the name of this movie? The Mean One. The Mean One? That's the Grinch The Grinch? One. That's not the one I'm thinking of, but uh, yes, that is also looks pretty good. I'm bloody, thinking of... Um, bloody Christmas something? Uh, the one with the robot Santa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that. That was in Christmas, theaters here. Bloody for, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I missed that one in theaters before, which was a bummer. It and it they and they did like a second new second night, boom, sold out immediately too. That's you know that's literally my favorite genre of film ever is shitty Christmas. Shitty, well, not shitty Christmas, Christmas horror. Either yeah. great Christmas horror or funny shitty horror. I don't care. That's my favorite Christmas. My problem with uh the mean one is it's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And Look, that can work, but if you wink at me too hard throughout this movie, I'm turning it off. I'll give it the watch, though. Actually, that guy, used the director of that used to come to Shitty Movie Sunday. He was dating my friend Rachel. I don't know, I don't, like years ago. Um, the guy who plays the evil Grinch in that is David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown in Terrifier 2 and Terrifier oh, 1. and Terrifier 1. Yeah. I'm excited for the meme when I think that would be good. Oh, well, Lamort? I think it could what, be good. What's this guy's name? Lamort? Stephen Lamort? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what else he's done or anything else. I remember he was plugging this last year, but he was plugging the trailer. And I was like, I want to see the movie. Now, the movie's going to be out, I think, in a couple days. Yeah, here it comes. I mean, uh, if we get, we'll probably get one more episode in this month. Uh, definitely will. But uh, that'll be like the last of the year. So I think we should we should hopefully have watched some of these, these Christmas horror movies and we can do one more episode about them. What do you think? Deal? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm definitely watching them. Good. Um, what's this other one? The Leech, a holiday horror film. Yeah. Father David, a Catholic priest, struggles to grow his congregation, encounters a stranger by the name of Terry, asleep one morning after Mass. Um, how far one man's willing to go to order to sa- save the life of strangers. I don't know, but it's got a Was guy screaming Christmas? in a Santa hat, and it's released there's, by Arrow, which usually doesn't do oh, There's one on Tubi right now called, I think it's called The Killing Tree. Or the killing trees, that looks. I mean, I don't think I don't know. I don't know what the actual movie looks like, but the cover and the description. I'm like, fine, I'm on board. 
there's actually a lot right now, even on Amazon and um, Tuvi and stuff like that that are free. And I was thinking of buying a couple too, just to check, because it is my favorite. There's one that's got Kira Cedric in it, I think, um, called Silent Night, I think, something to that effect. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks like it's a quote-unquote legit movie, not just something that got shat out. Um, the other one that I'm really interested in is Day of the Beast, which is like a Spanish film. Um, it's a Spanish film from 1995, Spanish-Italian black comedy um, that takes place around Christmas. So that that is high on my list. I think that's on Shudder of ones that I need to see. Hmm. All right. Well, so this episode is going to come out today, right? Because you're listening to it now. So as far as you're concerned, listeners, it's out. So this is going to come out now. Yeah. So maybe our next episode is going to be a shitty Christmas. Can we say that? Yeah, let's, let's say it. Let's shitty say Christmas. It. Shitty Christmas, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> we tease so much Christmas at the beginning of this, delivered on zero Christmas. Unless you get Barbarian for Christmas on Blu-ray, then Merry Christmas, motherfucker. We take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so, yeah, well, that, that's, that's, we'll make that happen. Uh, we only got one thing left to do, Rumi. Let's blast this fucking thing off, right? Yep. <sighs> We're the Rocketeers. And we made it. And we made it. Follow us on social media. With no Wait, real I forgot to plug it. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website, launchpadpod.com. Watch us on YouTube. See what the, the actual blast off <clears throat> handshake looks like. And yeah, that's it. We are the Rocketeers and we made it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. I was with no, no real prep or anything. No, I'm not no real prep. No prep. I didn't prep anything. I usually prep at least. Uh, what have you been watching? I still look shit up. I still watch one of the movies I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shitty Christmas, uh, December 21st. Look for Dude, it. Dude, this episode was so shittily prepped by me. I made a fucking cup of tea, and as I put it down, a giant hairball of my dog's fur was floating in it. And I was like, what? How did that even happen? And that's how this whole day has been. And like, I, I didn't even prep the episode, let alone a goddamn cup of tea to drink during the episode. <laughs> Oh my god. Now I sound like more of an old man than you, Tic Tac. <laughs> 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 <laughs>